For a while now with At The Table, I've been able to have really fascinating conversations about politics, about current events, about the things that matter on a day-to-day basis. And the benefit of that is I have this program, I'm doing this, I have a lot of people from my past who are interesting, I've met a lot of people through this conversation that are interesting, and I become more informed with those perspectives, not just the information that people are sharing, but also the the places that they come from, the the ways in which they in, inject the information into the world and the way they encounter it from their perspective. Um, nothing has prepared me for that more than having my own son, where I look at things and I imagine how he's going to view all these moments, someone who's having, you know, uh, you know, his first few months essentially be in quarantine and he doesn't know anything different. But I think there's a weakness to the to the mode that I've carried this in up till now, which is talking about the news and immersing myself in what's happening day to day is fucking awful every single day. And I think there's a real need to detach a little bit and check in with ourselves and with each other. And in, a, in that spirit of giving a damn about some of the other people, I wanted to start a series of conversations, what I hope will, will be a series of conversations, with people that I think are kind and generous and interesting and, and many other virtues as well. And have us, I don't know whether this is going to be a side conversation to at the table or if this is a totally different thing, but I, I, I wanted to start it because I need it. I really need it. And I think that you might need it too. And so uh, my friend Emma Bolden is going to join me for this first one of these. And uh, Emma is, in addition to someone who is a friend who I met on Twitter of all places. She's an editor, uh, associate editor-in-chief of the Tupelo Quarterly. She's written many things, mostly poetry, Houses and Enigmas, her most recent piece. She, I think more importantly, recently made for my son, Pistachio Joe, a small stuffed crocodile. Uh, And uh, Emma, I, uh, first of all, thank you for joining me on whatever the hell this is and, and for sharing some of this the the agita that we are mutually feeling uh, with with the uh, with the people who found found their way here. Thank you. It's an honor to be here in agita unity. <laughs> yeah. So um, you and I have had many conversations about like kind of in Twitter DMs about um, the fact that I think our, our mutual parents would have been very excited if we had met earlier in our lives because it would have been like, oh, here's this. Italian person. So when we said Ajita, I just have to acknowledge the fact that there is a real shared catharsis here of the fact that we can talk about that kind of feeling, and maybe you feel this as well, of like heartburn that just stops right at the right at the clavicle, like right above the xiphoid process. Oh, yeah. And just and just stays there all day long and night long and just kind of exists. Where does your quarantine awful live in your body oh um that's a good question um well the agita is always is is constantly present (laughs) good good i'm glad thank you thank you for your time (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's that's for sure that's for sure and pepsid 
is no um, no match for for a good case of agita. I found. Mm -hmm. um, oh my, mine is my jaw. So I have a really really bad case of. Um, well, get it used to be called TMJ. Apparently, it's I had TMJ. Did you really? As a kid, yeah. Oh what is it called now? God. I'm still calling it TMJ. I'm still saying, and also with you, with my TMJ. What is, <laughs> what is, what is, what is it called now? Listen, I don't think I will ever be able to stop, and also with you, <laughs> like it, no, it just it does not work. Um, it's TMD. Fuck that. I know. No, right? don't don't Pluto is a planet, my TMJ. I know, I know. Like I don't It sounds TM. like a, a really horrible sequel to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like it really I would does. watch that. <laughs> so the, the nostalgia factor alone would, would would get me. Just like Raphael worrying and clenching his jaw for an hour, I would watch it. <laughs> I would so be down with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, hey, Rav, uh, actually, uh, you know, it's funny because SNL liter literally just did this in their like stay at home. They did like middle aged Mutant Ninja Turtles. So oh, did? Oh, I, missed I, that. I have I'm so old. I have like <laughs> I have like 20 jokes and all of them are riffs on things that they've they just did. And so I'm afraid of. Oh, but no. but yeah, uh, I would recommend it if only because did you watch the one right after the first one they did after 9-11? Do you remember yes. that episode of SNL? Oh, my God, that. That episode is forever locked into my memory because it was so incredibly important. I just remember I had a TV in my dorm room for some reason that year. It was like a little, like a tiny, terrible TV, but but it was a TV nonetheless. All TVs in 2000, like everything, oh my God. every television, like 27 inches and 70,000 pounds was the standard <laughs> For televisions up until, I think, like, you know, 2007. Yeah, if it didn't strain your back to lift it, it wasn't a television. That's just, right. not, that's just not it. But yeah, I remember it was just like such a huge event for us because it was the first time that I think we had returned to normal. Um, because, you know, I went to Sarah Lawrence, so it was just like... I don't know, like weeks of not sleeping because of like Blackhawks, like hearing helicopters yeah. and stuff. And oh my God. Um, yeah. And I just remember we all sat in my dorm room floor and watched, watched that episode of SNL. And it was just such a huge, such a huge moment. Everybody cried. And then we, that was the one that had like the really dirty um, Little Mermaid sketch in it, didn't it? I think so. I also remember it had what is now obviously a pretty, crappily racist like robert de niro making like muslim name jokes which was funny oh, at the God, time yes. to me uh, it was also rudy giuliani's like last time he was funny i think was the uh, I, I, yeah i think that was the last time i ever smiled about rudy giuliani from like, anything he's ever done exactly know? yeah that was the, like the first and last time um, yeah. and paul simon of course one of my God, friends yeah my friend Katie says that, you know, Paul Simon is like the voice of reason in the back of everyone's head. Uh, I, so. It's I don't have that. I don't I don't have. I feel like maybe like who would be my who? OK, who, is Paul Simon your voice of reason? I think he's you know, I think like to a certain extent, he may be everybody. He's just like the calm voice that's like, it's all right. It's a little depressing. This gets to something that I actually really wanted to ask you. And it is. Mm. In these quiet moments, because we're all filled with quarantine, we all have a lot more like quiet moments with our own thoughts. My my um, 
my therapist talks about this and he says that he's really hoping that people come out of this quarantine with a a little bit deeper self-knowledge, self-awareness. I'm not that hopeful just because I know what's inside my head. But, but what is the thing, this is, this is the weird thing. And I, and I'm almost certain that this is a universal condition, which is why I'm tossing it out there. What is the thing that creeps into the silence of your head when you're not paying attention? Cause there's more of that now. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. Cause for me, it's the double mint gum jingle. Oh, <laughs> oh God, that's so, it's so bad. I know. I know. And sometimes it's the big red jingle, which I'm pretty sure is just like, it was the same, like the, the, those guys like did like three songs and in, in that one studio session and then they, you know, yes. they got paid their 70 bucks or whatever. And then they, you know, um, yeah, but okay, for the- me, that's, that's what it is. Like I'll be sitting there. Um, you know, uh, you know, I'll put down Animal Crossing, and then as soon as my my brain stops working, I'm like, double man, double man, going and double it. And I'm like, where the hell is this coming? Like, what? I haven't had a stick of double mint gum since 1993. <laughs> well, well, it's bad for your TMD. <laughs> that's a good thing. That yeah, that's good. It. Yeah, it's, it's good. Really bad. It's good. Um, I'm really glad that you gave that example because I immediately went to like my deepest existential fear. No, that's better. Please Ra- talk about <laughs> rather than that. Well, I've got two. So the safe light repair. Two ex- you only have two existential fears. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Oh, no. No, I, I thought mean, we were the same. <laughs> I mean commercials that get stuck in my head. Oh, okay. Because which in a way is an existential fear because one of them is the safe light repairs, safe light replace jingle. Okay. Which is like a car repair commercial. Not familiar, but that sounds awful. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's just safe light repair, safe light replace, and that's it. That's There's nothing else to it. That's it. On a loop. Oh, that's it, bad. Which, yeah, see? See? It is an existential fear. And the other one's the old you. You, you may be too young. Um, How dare you, first of all. We were both in college. We were both in college for 9-11. I was a freshman. You were a... So it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So it's okay. Um, it's the Nintendo cereal for breakfast, which, first of all, what a bad idea. They're like, okay. this is a sugar cereal with, made of Super Mario Brothers for breakfast. Well, hold on. Hold on. Correction. Point of order. It was Uh-oh. Mario Brothers and Zelda, and it was two bags side by side. Shut because, up. Was it, see, my mom never got it for me. Well, I mean, if only your parents loved you. So let's go back to the existential. Uh, <laughs> let's go back to the... Because the other thing, the more serious thing that creeps up into my head, like the, that's not the double mint jingle is I think of, so my family had a restaurant growing up and I, you know, spent like every waking moment working behind the counter or doing whatever. And I remember like the things that I, the the corners that I cut back then and the things that I didn't do as well as I should have or something. And it's like, this was like me at 16 skiving off like 15 minutes of work after school and I'm still feeling guilt about it. That, 
Yeah. Are they like cleanliness related corners that you cut? It was uh, no. In fact, we actually had the restaurant that the local board of health, like the the officials from the board of health ate at. So I feel really comfortable. Yeah, that's good. I feel really comfortable both now in quarantine, but also looking back, you know, in in the, you know, it was always like wrapping something, you know, you know, using extra saran wrap, you know, because my, my father was like a a fascist about using like the bare minimum. Like I, if I had like three extra square inches of saran, I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's going to cost us, you know, that's going to be the difference between me going to college or not. You know, it's like. Right. What, so what is the what is the not double mint thing that creeps into your mind? The not double mint thing is that I like I usually of, of course as as somebody who went to Catholic school for like eight years, um, I I I always have guilt, but but like that's the, good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like good. That's the way it should be. You're doing your grandmother proud. Uh, <laughs> Which, which, by the way, incidentally, I just need to say that, like, the weirdest thing about about Italian Italian Americans is that, like, no matter where in the country you live, they all had the same accent. Right, because like, you're in Birmingham, yeah. and that is how my grandmother talked. Yeah, my grandfather would be like, "Hey, Jerry, come give me some suka," like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're in you're in Alabaster, Alabama. Yakimo, like this is not like what's going on. Yakimo, oh, Yacomo. perfect. Yeah, mine was Pasquale. Pasquale, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Yakimo, which is Jack, but my grandmother couldn't pronounce it in English. She could only say Jake, so <clears throat> he's yeah, so he called him Jake instead. Um, sure, that didn't cause any problems. No, no, totally fine. Um, so you're you were talking about guilt. I know, I know, and and <laughs> the avoidance of of talking about the serious things which is another thing that creeps in um yeah it's just like the tiniest thing like um my my mother who is an amazing an amazing human being um her coping mechanism and my like my coping mechanism is just like complete silence stuff all your feelings and you know just just sit in complete silence somewhere whereas my mom tends to talk a little bit more and if I ever get like slightly irritated about it, it's like three in the morning. I wake up feeling <laughs> horrible. Like just like I'm the worst person on the planet <sighs> because, you it's know, fantastic. I just get irritated. Yeah. I'm three in the morning, by the way, a notably silent time in most homes. Exactly. Like that is. <laughs> exactly. You're like, oh, that, that's blabbermouth <laughs> I know I'm like I can't believe I got slightly irritated you know <laughs> so, <laughs> so so when you talk about coping mechanisms this this mm. goes to another thing that I really wanted to talk about because everyone has things that are positive things that are negative for me uh, I am I am a stress eater. Mm-hmm. My my brother's a stress starver, but my, I'm a stress eater. So we both have you know like I'm sure what would be classified as like mild food disorders. Yeah. Um, but the 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 thing that I've had, um, I feel like everyone is on the spectrum of like, are you the kind of person who wants to? resolve everything immediately this is me by the way i want to resolve all problems at all times as quickly as possible and the difficulty and the difficulty well the difficulty is that there's no problem in sight the other thing for me 
and this is, I feel like, um, we talk about, uh, you, you, like the, the love languages, the five love languages. You're familiar with this, yeah. uh, this, yeah. Like I am definitely like a person, like a, like a touch person. And so, and by the way, that's not, uh, my wife's love language, but so like my desire in all cir- circumstances of stress are to like, well, we should just fuck it out. Like that would be just like the ideal scenario for every, and that is not available because, be, because that is not how we're both managing right. the, the stressor right now. So like, what are you, what are your coping mechanisms aside from waking up in the middle of the night and being and grousing at your mom for talking 20 years ago yeah. what what are your what are your what are your coping mechanisms right now oh you know this has been this has been one of the strangest experiences i've ever had because my number one coping mechanism is not i can't do it and it's been making me insane um so i i um i'm probably about to like just just take a nosedive into tmi territory so just please here we go um i have I had severe like really really severe endometriosis for the majority of my life um so I've been in constant pain since I was probably like 11 or 12 um which you know seeing as how I'm 19 now is um (laughs) (laughs) so really negative four years negative four years of terrible pain um but yeah I've I've developed this this coping mechanism to where I would just work. I mean, just work, work, right. work. Write, um, you know, write, revise, submit, just constantly work. And whenever I get into so much pain that I can't stand it, I'll, you know, I remember like taking a pain pill and being like, I'll work until I can get past this. Um, and I haven't, like, thank God, knock on wood, I had revisions that I finally finished. Um <laughs> For my memoir for my agent, but it took me forever, and then I felt guilty about that. Um, and this is. And by the way, by the way, you said I felt guilty about that. Mm-hmm. The tone in which you said it acknowledged that there was absolutely no reason why you should feel okay. that guilt. <laughs> feel I just want to make sure that everyone heard it the way I heard it, which was that you know, and I know. And now everyone knows that there's no reason for you to feel guilty about finishing the revisions of your, like, what? well, I finished the marathon and then I felt guilty exactly. about not running ever again. Like, what, what? Oh, I didn't even think about that until right now. No, that's fine. Uh, this is, this is going to, this is going to cover your therapy for this week. Oh so my gosh. Is... I'll, I'll send you a hundred dollars. Um, please finish. Um, but, it's really strange because this is April, which is National National Poetry Month, and I've done this thing called NaPoRimo, um, where you write a poem a day for every day in April. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say like twelve years, um, and this is the first year I haven't done it. Um, I finally had to just sort of sit myself down and be like, "You can't. This is different. You can't work this away." Um, right. You know, you can't stress this away. You you can't write this away. You're just actually going to have to to fucking go through something, um, which I'm not yeah. good at. I'm not I'm not good at being in in something, but um, I'm just I'm just having to do it because I just can't um, I can't work the way that that I have. I think there's an enormous 
guilt that everyone has. I mean, I, you and I are, are talking about this, and I feel like as two, you know, raised Catholic, Italian, yeah. like we have a we have a similar guilt language. Let's yes. okay. I was talking about love languages. <laughs> we we can talk about guilt in the same way. There's at least a like, thousand guilt languages, though. Let's just be real. Right. There's oh, far, for sure. Far more guilt languages than love languages. <laughs> oh, that's depressing. Well, that's <laughs> just just realizing the implications of what you just said is enough to get like I. So one of the things that that. I've wanted to do with this these the, these conversations is leave people better than I found them, and we have to not end there okay. um, because that is <laughs> that is good. I hope the absolute nadir. <laughs> if people realize how many guilt languages there are, okay, um, just maternal. Anyway, um, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> but but I think not being able to work right now is endemic. Oh, like there's yeah. there's this whole. We have to give each other a pass. We have to give ourselves a pass. And we have to, I, I think because there's a need to just kind of sit with ourselves. And I, again, I hope yeah. that if someone hears this and realizes that's, that's what Emma and I are doing right now is just, if, if she and I weren't having this conversation, we'd be sitting with our own thoughts and I'd be, you know, she'd be thinking about every time she'd ever mildly disrespected her mother and I'd be <laughs> yes. doing jingles from the early nineties in my head. Because that's the level of self-awareness I have. <laughs> Let me... Okay, here, here's another question I have. Again, I, I as someone uh, who follows you on Instagram, you've been posting a lot of drink photos, a lot mm -hmm. of really... You seem to be uh, doing elaborate cocktails. You are not sourdoughing, which I know for the people I who are doing... Though. Wait, you are? Because you're... Yeah. Does sourdough exist if it's not being Instagrammed? I'm not even... Oh, I'm no, it was. You missed it. Okay, so... Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I just got really excited about talking about this. I couldn't find yeast forever, so I'm not sourdoughing. Um, <laughs> but my mom went to the senior. The one outlet. who you're not grateful enough about. Exactly. And this is, <laughs> I didn't send her a thank you note about this. Although I did give her some bread. So, <laughs> so I feel better. She gave you life, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that, but that's fine. Just give yeah. me a couple of slices of bread. That's great. Um, the crust. The just give me just, the stale part. Just the sear <laughs> husk of bread at the end. That's all I need. The, the, the hollowed cowl of the bread. That's what I need. <laughs> oh, I like hollowed cowl of the, bro the bread. That's nice. Yeah, um, that's fine. I'll just take 10% of the next book. Okay. <laughs> New title. Um, New title. <laughs> but she found... Um, six tiny packets of Fleischmann's instant yeast. A godsend. So, yes. Yeah, so I made bao dumplings. Oh. I I did. Now it's that's insane. all I want in the world. I know. See, I there's like one place you can get them, and it's it's in Birmingham. And I can't go. Oh. So I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make bao dumplings. Can and I yes, tell and, you the biggest mistake that I have made in quarantine? Oh please. So not only did we have, and I note the past tense here, we had a lot of, Katie is, my wife is gluten-free. Um, oh. She has, she has a really, she has like a skin issue. She's, it's not like a GI thing, but it's like her skin will, she just, she's just terrible skin reaction whenever she has gluten. Does she get these like welt things? Yes. My cousin not, had them, they're ugh. horrible. Oh, and now we sound Katie. like old Italians. I know. Just like, yeah, let's compare maladies. Um, <laughs> you remember Uncle Joe? <laughs> he 
He had that thing in his mouth and it never healed. So, so here's the mistake that I made, the largest mistake. We had a giant bag of King Arthur gluten-free flour. We had plentiful yeast. We also had, I had made some homemade ricotta. We had like a gallon of, of whey left over from the production of, of homemade cheese. And I said, I'm going to make a lot of gluten-free bread for my beautiful family with this beautiful yeast and this beautiful flour that's not available in stores currently because it's gluten-free. And it all came out so god-awful. Wait, did you make your own yeast? Did you no, do no, no, that, no, no, like, no, nature no, yeast thing? No, 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 no. It was, it was like, the little packets and oh, everything. Okay. Like, and I used all of it. I used all the flour. I used all the yeast. I used all the whey. And it came out. This bread is so bad. Oh, no. <laughs> it is so bad. It was two people who know bread really well, and maybe you're one of these people. Yes. It yes. was far too wet. And so it just, like, the outside is, like, the shingle of, like, a Spanish-tile roof, and the inside is raw. Like, that is how, yeah. You got the interior gush. (laughs) Which (laughs) sometimes is good, as you and I, as as we know. Um, (laughs) Very rarely bad, and this instance is bad. Uh, It's a bad gush. What can we say? It's It's a bad gush. That's also what happened to Uncle Giacomo, I think. It uh, is, it or, really uh, is. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, uh, but when we speak about food, I, here's another thing that I absolutely... Uh, quarantine. What is the thing in your house right now that is the last piece of food you will eat if things really hit the fan? Like you're not able to go to the store, deliveries stopped, takeout doesn't exist, the zombies are at the door, and you're like, what is the uh, what is the thing you've barricaded yourself in? What is the last item that you will consume? Because, it, But you know what it is. It's in there. You've seen it. You've probably like moved it several times. Maybe you've even moved houses with it. And you're never gonna eat it unless it's <laughs> unless it's the last the last non shoes calories in your house. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm trying to think. Um, I have like this really weird. I can't even I, do, I can't even describe what it is. It's some sort of like riced vegetable situation in my. Freezer. Oh yeah, that's bull. Those are bullshit. It's yeah. So bad. I think I think that's it. But listen, I did the weirdest stock up ever like I have cans <laughs> and cans of like I, I seriously was at the grocery store and this is what I'm thinking I need I need artichoke hearts of course I need hearts all, of palm all the essentials yeah and I need chickpeas what are you gonna make the best sandwich I've ever heard like, like what's the the- best? <laughs> and cannelloni beans like that's yeah yeah that's I'm it. with you I'm with you um I- yeah, it's that rice, but it's yeah. I think because that rice thing, it's been in there a while. It's like, like when you say that rice thing, I could like you're not even completely sure what vegetable it is. Yeah. No, because I, I don't I like think that. it's cauliflower. I think it's just mystery. <coughs> it's just riced mystery. It's riced, not rice, is riced, what it is. Not rice. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, I hope that you never have to eat it. Thank you, uh, thank you. I do too. That is that is the the strongest hope I have I really uh, for do. you. <laughs> for for me, it is a jar of Costco uh, applesauce. 
Oh God, I'm sorry. That just made me like die. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. That's that's not good. Oh, you know what? I think I bought I also it thinking I was gonna put it in like in like a, a like a like a low fat like banana bread recipe or something. And I'm like, no. Oh no. I will never consume this. No. You know what? I think I actually am gonna have to revise mine because you were I I blocked it out. I think. <laughs> I think I have some sort of like mango applesauce or something. No, that's yeah, bad. Yeah, because I was supposed to have a colonoscopy another back in the TMI zone. Um, like I was supposed to have a colonoscopy around the time when they stopped. Um, it's probably fine. It's 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 totally fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> it's all right. And I'm so like, that did, was all. That yeah, was what and, you were gonna eat. Yeah, because I, I had a. Um, I have to. You know, you have to be on like this cr- a crazy diet beforehand, and I had a surgical accident a few years back, so the diet is like super crazy before that. Um, <sighs> yeah, mango so- applesauce is just—it's so wrong. <laughs> it's what, so wrong. What? Is, what about it in your mind is against God's plan? The texture of it is like <laughs> if if like it's just. It's it's like seedy, you know. It's like if perverted was a mouthfeel, that's what it would be. Applesauce. And when you say seedy, you don't mean that it's like trying to sell you some like scalp tickets. No, outside. I do. Oh, you mean like it's wearing a fedora and like okay. Yeah, it's sketchy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What applesauce? By the way, now I'm imagining like an amorph, like an anthropomorphic blob of applesauce in a trench coat, being like, "Hey, lady." <laughs> Also Italian, inexplicably. Hey, yeah. like, no, come here. Come here. You want a black handprint? I'll send somebody a black handprint for you. Would you, okay, would you trust applesauce to put a hit out on something? <laughs> no. Yeah, actually. Yeah. It's sketchy. Yeah, sketchy. Um, at the risk of getting too deep here, because I feel oh, like... Okay. No, I know. Switching gears from anthropomorphic applesauce that's going to put a hit out on you. Yeah. I've had this thought a lot in the last few weeks about people that I've wanted to reach out to but haven't. Mm. Um, because it's been there's been a lot of connections where it's been like, oh, you know, I better check in on X. I didn't ch- check in on Y. Is there someone that you haven't reached out to yet but want to but might but you worried you might not because for me right now i know exactly who that is but i um i i I wonder who that might be for you because this is a moment of connection yeah but i also feel like it reminds us that there are some connections we're just not going to make yeah yeah that's yeah that's very true um you know there are some people that I know this is going to sound strange, but it's, it's like we, we stopped being friends. Um, and like at the point where we stopped being friends, I was like, I'm never going to talk to that person again. They're the worst human being ever. And I worry, you know, I worry about them and they're, they're the kind of ones that I'm thinking of now. Um, like my, one of my best friends from college, we had this huge, huge fight, um, my senior year, um, and I got like we got back. What was the fight like, about? Oh, everything. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, 
I think, I think largely a lot of it was anytime that you ask me this, I'm immediately going to say it was my fault, by the way. Um, even, yeah, you know, I, no, think it was, yeah. I think I was in a really, really horrible place, um, because I had a lot of like physical problems at that point. Um, and just a lot of, of like personal, personal stuff going on. And I was not fun at all. And she was at a point in her life where she really needed fun. Um, and she kind of told me that <laughs> basically. Uh, and yeah, that didn't, you know, they're like, you're just not fun anymore. I don't want to hang out with you. But uh, you seem pretty fun. Right. I'm so much fun. I, I was not fun then though. <laughs> what, so what would you, what would you say to her though? Like what would be the, the reach out if you were to say to her like uh, now? I think it like just, just to, I want to see how you're doing or. Yeah. I want to see how you're doing. I just want to make sure that you're okay. Um, I, I was, I was in just the worst place ever. And I know that I, I was not very respectful of her needs and, um, you know, what all I could think about is what I needed of her, how I needed her to be a good friend to me. And I wasn't thinking about what she needed. Um, but yeah, just how are you? How's your mom? I'm really worried about her mom, which I know is even stranger. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I'm really worried about both about her and her mom. Well, I hope you, I hope you got what you needed in that moment because I know that I, from every interaction I've had with you, I, I don't think that you'd make that decision lightly to try to prioritize your own needs. But I think that one of the things that we're all experiencing right now is that we we can't help other people if we're, you know, out of the game or, or worse, you know, gone. Yeah. And and I don't know. I'm not trying to absolve you of anything because that's I don't have that I don't have that ability. But uh, I do think that you were probably better than you thought you were. I hope so. <laughs> I I want to go back to leaving people better than we found them. I uh, you mentioned National Poetry Month. Um, I originally, aside from Twitter, came across you through the work that you do and the 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 poetry that you write. And I was hoping that you might share something that you've written in these last few days, as we're all trying to kind of understand this kind of newest version of this hellscape and leave the people who've made it to the end of this conversation a little better than, than we, than we were when we started, if you wouldn't mind sharing something. Yeah. Um, I would be happy to, I have to do the thing that people always do at the beginning of poetry readings where there's, they're like, I'm going to do something risky right now and read something that's new. Um, except this is super risky because it is literally in my notes in my phone. (laughs) And I, I wrote it while I was um, taking a walk. I should also say that, have you seen The New Pope? The show. Yeah, not like the new, not like the actual New Pope, but the show, The New Pope. I, I have seen the uh, relentless advertisements for it while I'm trying to watch John Oliver. Okay. Like that is, <laughs> I am not watching Westworld. I am not watching The New Pope, but HBO would very much like me to watch those shows. Yeah, they definitely want you to. My friend Katie was like, you have to watch it. And so I, I just finished watching The Young Pope and The New Pope, and it's it's amazing. The New um, Pope is John Malkovich, right? Yes. Oh, my God. And he wears mascara at some point. Well. Which I don't have, know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's my selling point, but it is. 
I mean, I've only worn it a couple times, and it is it does it does brighten you. I will say it does, it does. really, yeah, it, it light. It takes things to the next level. It does. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. this is a poem about the new pope. Well, no, I think uh, yeah, <laughs> this is a poem about John Malkovich's mascara. Um, <laughs> that might be look look. Hey. I, I, I don't know what people, as evidenced by the fact that this is the conversation we're having, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure what people need right now. They right. might need a poem about John Malkovich's mascara. That's that's my next one. I'll definitely okay. put that in a note. Please do. Um, yeah, but this is, I think that's why um, a lot of, of religious imagery is popping up and religious themes are popping up in my poems, so... Gotcha. So this is a Gerard yeah. Manley Hopkins ripoff is what I'm hearing. Basic as everything I write is, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I can only hope. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to read it. Please. Okay. Why does God allow such symphonies, such swells of sound rising from a string strung between two nails on a plank as ordinary as wood. To be flesh is to be house from the beginning inside of your body. Why then must we be confronted with an elegance that suggests, if not an everlasting, the need to wish for one? Time passes, rot endures, and still the tender insistence of green. The idea that the body, brute hoarder of terrors, will with its end go down to feed aster and lavender, all the bloomed beauties as brief as eternity, as endless as every small human need. Yeah. Wow. So that's, that's what I'm thinking about on my walks. This is in between, again, as someone who follows your Instagram, this is in between what it seems like is a just a rampant run of goose attacks. <laughs> Relentless, hissing, charging geese. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I am genuinely gratified that you were able to find the beauty. I, I have felt like spring is being taken from us, so I'm glad that you yeah. can kind of find that. I'm also even gl gladder that you are able to find this beauty among the hissing attacks yes. of foul geese who seem to be uh, charging at you with uh, with murder in their eyes and beaks. So Yes, just so a vi viciousness. Yeah, yeah. Um, Emma, I, you know, I, there's, I don't know what this is yet, and maybe that's, that's the whole point, but I feel a lot better having spoken to you, and I hope... Me too. Yeah. I really and, do. And I really hope that if people uh, like this and continue to, to do this, we'll do more of these, and um, I just... I, I, again, like, I'm not going to pretend like you and I have been friends forever. We, we've never met in person. We've been friends right. on Twitter. We've been to each other's, like, Animal Crossing Island once, which is the new barometer yes. of friendship. Um, yeah, totally. But, I, but I, I really, I, I love you. I love the work that you do. And I'm, I'm really hopeful that you and the people that you care about in your life stay safe. And that oh, you continue to put out stuff that is the little bit of beauty that people need. Oh, same to you. Same to you. Um, yeah, this is, 
I think the kind of conversation that people really, really need, and I think that you were right on as to what your skill set can help us with. Well, I'm trying because I really have nothing else. It's either this <laughs> or, you know, murder the Doubleman guy so that I can finally rest. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, not so bad of a thing. I think a lot of people would be like, yes. Well, I talked, I talked to the applesauce guy. Apparently, I can get it done real cheap. So Okay, there you go. There you go. Emma Bolden, thank you so much. And hopefully, we will talk again very soon in what I assume we'll be referring to as the aftertimes. Yes, absolutely. All right. This is, uh, I don't know what this is. This is, this is, this was at the table. I don't know. We're, this is a, apparently some version of that called, I don't know, not okay but together, I don't know. Um, I'm Jared Rizzi. Uh, my guest has been Emma Bolden. Uh, if you would like to talk about the things that are rattling around in your head, um, please reach out uh, in this in this quarantine because we all have apparently a surfeit of, of time and I would like to use it for something good. And I just, I hope that's what this is. Um, thanks for listening and um, be safe. And, and try to spread a little bit of the joy and love that you have and leave people a little bit better than you found them. Thanks. <laughs>